Yes, you pull ahead. You're the only one with three drops. I know, I'm, I'm the season. star. Dang. I, right now, it's me, Rami, and Kip because we've been on two. Well, you've been on all of them. Well, yeah, I mean, I win. Yeah, I think like... you're in the lead. <laughs> yeah, I think you're in the lead. With that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Drop, your last episode for 2021. And uh, this one is very tongue-in-cheek, podcasts for geniuses, because I don't know that any, any of us necessarily knew what the hell we were getting into uh, when they humored me and said, this is one of Nancy's three, three o'clock in the morning ideas. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's try a podcast. Uh, but let me introduce you to the team that has actually made it happen. Current editor, third time on the drop, ladies and gentlemen, our night ops manager, Mr. Mike Streeter. Yeah. And welcoming uh, Travis Woods, our assistant to the CEO and producer of all 21 episodes, but first time guest on the drop, Travis Woods, ladies and gentlemen. Howdy. Yeah. And then 21. the man who's been behind so much of it that you will hear about. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, senior online editor, Lacan De Leon. Welcome to your first drop. I know, my first one. Crazy. Right? So, well, let's start there because honestly, I would say 100% this is all your fault. <laughs> 100%. Uh, Lacan has long been our DFT evangelist, our archivist, our everything. You have pushed social media, you have pushed, we need more videos. Let's put, you know, we have all this footage, we have dailies, we have previs footage, we have, you know, Rami on panels, we have all these things that we could actually use and do better with. Yeah. And I think you were the only one when I sent that first idea of like, so tired of trying to produce videos, like just sit down and talk to me. Mm -hmm. And I think when I sent you a video of me and Rami talking on the back patio, you were like, yeah that that was it yeah so thank you number one but also dude 21 episodes later did you see that coming i did not i did not i think <laughs> i think part of it was yeah it was just so hard to explain what we were doing and i remember all of us sitting in meetings working on scripts that would go on forever like mm. like the script right you travis remembers this um we would have script meetings and like the spot was like the two minute spot a two-minute thing about a process that was changing as we were trying to put the script together. So as soon as we had something that we liked, it was like, no, we got to change this one feature because it's now a different workflow or whatever it was. So yeah, it would just seem like more organic to just talk about it in the flow of things. Mm -hmm. And you and Rami were just already had that chemistry where you could do it, which is how the first episode kind of formulated, right? Question for you two then, what the hell, well, I don't, Streeter, you came in later to, you kind of like supermaned in and we're like, yeah, all right, okay, I'll try editing this. Oh shit, Lacan did a lot of work on these. This is a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, you called me and you were like, hey, so what do you think about, you initially were like, what, like just a little bit of work here and there, just like help out on the job. <laughs> to be fair, backing up for a second, best birthday gift of my life, Mike Streeter did a birthday video with Kirkman, who you will see from the B-roll that we just took of him shivering in his chair, did a whole like mini clerks short film for my birthday. And then I was like, oh, why do we have him do anything other than that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what got you signed up for the drop, well, sir. I'm, I'm happy to do it. That was a blast to make that little short video and I'm happy to be editing the drop now. 
but it, it did start off as like 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 just a little bit like here and there could you help out an hour or two and now it's like my full-time job is editing <laughs> yeah is. we really hope you're not just downloading these and actually watching them because yeah it's yeah you gotta watch watch the videos i put a lot of work into that come well, on guys we actually do get a lot of people saying that like oh yeah it's youtube every time like yeah. that's what i i'm working and then youtube is on the other monitor and i'm like work play school with that yeah. <laughs> but it's educational. That's what's kind of baller about it. Yeah. True. Not uh, always safe for work, but, you know, pretty close. I mean, I don't think I we've think shown any, like, showgirls clips or anything. No. We say, we well, say now some you mentioned it, bad so language. We say, some oh, bad lang we say some rough language sometimes. I do swear a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I swear as, as much on the drop. Could be. Oh, God, don't do a blooper reel. Rami does. Rami does. Does he? Rami make does me do a, a blooper reel. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'd be curious what has... Which, which episode has the most profanity? Rami that episodes. Would be, it, that, definitely Rami, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I would have thought it would have been a lasso. Are, no, it's Rami. I mean, we can break it right now. Big. Rami Katrine, <laughs> CEO. Which we is can what get the, the record right, right, right now. Right well, the innovation one comes out uh, today. Yeah. Today. Did well, you, you have know. to, like, did you guys have to take out a bunch of. We never bleep them out, we leave them in. Yeah. We but never there's just that many? I don't remember there being that many, but I'm sure there is. There's always more with the Rami episode, especially. <laughs> the, that that the first episode There's only two. <laughs> first episode and now here's where we're going to because we're being meta here's where the b-roll for the first episode is cutting in of the angle on rami yes um but in that one if you watch uh rami you can tell is not quite sure what he's walked into uh <laughs> uh so he's a, he's a little bit more contained in that one but in the innovation one yeah he lets loose i think that means we need an f-bomb medley from rami like a little montage. <laughs> Look oh at you guys. tossing it to the other editor. Yeah. You're like, well, I don't got to do it. We'll put the, uh, <laughs> it's full -time job, we'll put so. the Benny Hill music underneath it. Oh, that's <laughs> copyrighted. can't do that. That's what? It's copyrighted. Oh, well, we've, we've cheated. We're going to have to have Travis sing it. <laughs> Nobody cares. I like it. how like there's these little moments where he's like, <laughs> I do the shoulder oh, yeah. And this is where we're going <laughs> to insert that Shaq gif of Shaq. <laughs> oh, see? This is, this is the problem. You're the one that's got to find all his B-roll, Travis. Well, that's easy to find. That's yeah. Yes. Yeah. Open he, a computer, it's he there. He looks at it yeah. once a day. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, though, like, the the whole reason this, this series, especially Blah 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 for Geniuses, came up is because it's kind of like that old Tarantino quote before he actually did join the DGA, but, like, I don't want to join anything that says that I'm authority on something. Like, I like the freedom to be a novice with lesser expectations and... Uh, you know, nobody's holding me to some sort of a bar. And like for this, the podcast, I don't like exactly that. I did not want to sit there and go over a script for like five days, let alone five weeks. And exactly that, like we, we have curiosity for geniuses, innovation for geniuses. What the fuck? Like all of these episodes, thankfully, somehow I don't think are yet outdated, but like even previs, the more that we evolve in that and add more like tools to story kit to cc through any of these things like we're gonna have to go back and do another one on them because we innovate so quickly yeah. but that was a three o'clock in the morning idea of like i'm done with scripts i'm done with production meetings set up a camera sit somebody across from me and i'm just going to interview them yeah and like that has here we are 21 episodes later but you guys tell me because the weight of the drop has actually fallen on you. I like what I did there. The weight of the drop has actually fallen on you. But like, how much was that in the early aughts trying to figure out just how are we going to turnkey this? And like, was it looking for the B-roll? Was it looking for 
the 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 title cards are like how did we even get I, to this I point mean, where even the b-roll part was kind of a thing that changed the episode like i think i, I remember it was just going to be a conversation between you and rami and considering that it was a podcast we were kind of thinking of it more of an audio podcast oh i never with, was well, you know, <laughs> but even with the video component you know at first it was like okay let's just get a conversation and then we started throwing b-roll in and it was like wait this is kind of interesting like this is getting more like documentary like and it made it more engaging because now you could talk about our history like rami could talk about the history of the company which he was dying to do for like a long time we just couldn't like create a format that was intriguing enough to like mm -hmm. just do a outlay that like that so the conversation was more organic it didn't feel forced and it was it was more engaging i think well that was it for me at least this part of where this came from was out of frustration in journalism like i've been a journalist for 20 plus years and so much of what post-production like journalism is about is now any of it is about getting ad space sold so it's like you mention a certain product or something you're writing about innovation because this tech partner pays for ad space and it just it wasn't attractive to me anymore i wanted to write about ted lasso i wanted to write about her on, or uh, not her, but you on net. Like there were all these different shows that I wanted to write about, but there were no ad partners that were working on the show. And so it just, I couldn't do that. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? I have a whole post-production facility. If I want to talk about Lasso, I get to go talk about Lasso. And so then that's kind of been, how do you then, what's the point? Like, what did I want to talk about? What did I think was actually useful to people? And a lot of the people watching the drop are people who are not yet in the industry, trying to figure out how to be in the industry. Yeah, actually, like one of the, 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 the drop that we got, one of the most overwhelming like feedback on was about what the fuck is dailies? Because we have so many people that are watching it that are starting their career or still in film school. And a lot of people, that's exactly why I push for what the fuck is dailies, because even these guys will say, well, it's just dailies. It's not just dailies. Gosh, Streeter. But like, you know, you have someone like Paul Edmiston, who's been in this business for like 20 years more, if not. And like, he came from Telecine and it's just a completely different world. But the amount of work that it took to care for, process and develop film is the same amount, if not more at this point, to process digital dailies, catalog them, but then also the way that we do it, you'll hear Alex Zabo talk about it on the Lasso dailies, where there are 90 different ways in which dailies can get screwed up, but because Streeter, Kirkman, Markley, Paul, any of them, they actually catch it beforehand, and they wake up in the morning and, hey, look, my dailies are good to go. Sink issues aren't necessarily as much of a... Well, I don't even know how often that happens. A lot. For you, not for Zabo. Oh, for them, never. Shouldn't exactly. Be. Better not be. Yeah. Night crew. What are you guys doing over there? <laughs> so, but that's the thing. Why I wanted to do this, because the journalism, like actual editorial shows up on a website to read or print magazine. I just wasn't doing it for me anymore. Yeah. I was like, I'm trying to fit in these like ad partners and interview people that like, you know, are wink, wink, you know, friends with whoever. And I was like, I just, I didn't want to do that anymore. I can have Kip Kruger on as many times as I want. And we can bring on Bill Lawrence of all people. I'll never forget that. Walking around the premiere party that we hosted. 
He was just pointing at me from the parking lot with all these different movies. Like, you know that girl? She hosts this thing called The Drop. And I was like, oh, snap. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate you. <laughs> so, I mean, I think this has kind of accomplished a hell of a lot more than I ever actually thought initially. Yeah. But what about you guys? Have you heard? Wait, you look like you have something to say. Uh, I do have something to say. Uh, well, to that end, um, okay. I think that the way that the drop has evolved that is interesting to me is it was born out of frustration. It was in a, like a lot of things at DFT, I think it was innovation born out of frustration at how something was working and feeling oh, like yeah, it. you were there for that last article where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And we were, there's a lot of things that happen at DFT that move very quickly um, that can be somewhat difficult to evangelize to the industry about because of its complexity or because it just seems so odd. Geopost is such a simple idea. What are you talking about, Travis? Things like Geopost, <laughs> where uh, we worked on a, a, a cute little animated marketing video trying so hard to make this very simple concept of, hey, if you're going to be filming on location and you want to upload your dailies to a secure server, we'll locate the internet service for you. We'll provide you with a machine on site that can upload those dailies to a post house, which is us. We will cut those overnight. They will be processed and ready for you in the morning. That is so difficult to convey that we had to make this five minute video about it and just it was falling flat. And, and even if they wouldn't fall flat, uh, we made some pretty good videos, but the laboriousness of having to script them, having to put them together, then having to get anyone to watch them, it sucked, frankly. And um, I know all I know is I went on vacation in April of uh, 2021, and when I came back, Nancy was, and it had already like all this had happened when I was on vacation. <laughs> uh, Nancy just said like because I was like, well, she's like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, well, I got to start writing that script for whatever. And you're like, no, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, and then, but how the how I think the drop has evolved is initially I think it was pitched as, look, we will make like a podcast documentary of sorts showing what happens here but also that podcast will form the narrative structure for our our, our marketing videos and mm -hmm. uh, we will pull from those to make the marketing videos and then somewhere along the line we were just like oh well the podcast is doing well enough we can just say you know forget the videos like these are the videos are the like videos. we don't need yeah. to make yeah. a new we don't need to haul andrea in front of a green screen to make a new uh, previs video once a year because it keeps updating. What we'll do is we'll have Something a previs video or we'll have a, a, a Cinecode previs episode. We have two now. But then to show its evolution, instead of doing what is what the fuck is previs part two and part three, we'll do a lasso previs episode, which shows how previs has evolved from what the fuck is previs. And then next year, we will probably do a previs for X, a show that I don't think I can talk about right now. Uh, but that will be the part three that'll show how it's evolved since the, uh, the lasso episode and somewhere along the lines, um, the drop became successful enough and articulate enough and interesting enough that we didn't have to carve it up for marketing purposes. The drop came out of so many different things. One of which you heard on the innovation episode a desperate attempt to help get our peers back to work. We needed to explain how camera to cloud 
it's not a marketing gimmick. It happens. It's been happening here for how many freaking years? Since I've been here, for sure. Yeah. Camera to cloud is not like a new thing. It's not, it, people just didn't understand it. And it also kept people off set. If you didn't have to have people shuttling dailies, running drives back and forth, that helped during the pandemic. Minimizing how many people were in proximity to one another helped. And so this was an unpacking of all the things that got people back to work. Nobody wanted to take responsibility for in-home security. It got people back to work. And then also, Critically, uh, shout out to Joe Suzuki for editing the South by Southwest panel that we did because that was the huge thing. That was mid-March by April. Oh my God, that was, South by Southwest has a huge audience, but Bill Lawrence again, kills it. He's hilarious to watch. That was a great video. It was one of the most watched at South by that year. So. That was kind of viable. Yeah, yeah, it was just no. We don't need to spend all this time scripting green screen. We bought a teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. I not for the drop. Not, not for, for the drop. For, for the for other for stuff. I, the other marketing stuff. That was my job for a little while. The teleprompter guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, like, just going along your point, I think what was interesting though about the evolution was that yeah, it did start by explaining these things that were sort of unexplainable, but I think over time, especially with the Ted Lasso season, it became something different as well in terms of being a place where we could talk about the people in the industry that don't often get talked about. Yeah. Because of what you're talking about in terms of ad space, like there's no ad space for the sound re-recording guy. Like, right? Like, like there, well, there probably is, like there's a magazine for well, it. Well, but and, only if uh, they're nominated for something. So that was even the right, thing, like so, at the Lasso rap party, yeah. Sadekis so walks in and he's like, oh, snap, like you've got a whole setup here and I, I am not ready for filming. And I was like, uh, it's not about you. It's about like, <laughs> it's like not. We don't even want you on this Yeah, show. it's cool. Like, Always we an open speaking. chair, Sadekis. You just set Always this up for chair. no reason. Yeah. But like, you know, he's on camera every other day. Yeah. Ain't nobody like hurting. I mean, he, he's on plenty of interviews. Chris Hamilton, yeah. the online editor, who's calling to interview him about that? Yeah, right. The Sean Byrne and Ryan Kennedy, they won freaking Emmys for their work. Are, are they overloaded with interview requests? No, and yeah. so like that's who that, Declan Lowney, what a fun interview, but like, I don't know how often he gets to, you know, sit down mm. and talk about his process and everything. Tom Howe, the, the composer, like nominated for the Emmy and I just don't know how often any Paul Cripps, like all of these yeah. people that literally blood, sweat, tears, elbow grease, all of it put into making a show like Lasso come to life. And it's nice to see those people. And from a perspective of someone trying to get in the industry, it's great. Yeah. Cause if I want to become a production designer, I'm going to watch that Paul Cripps episode. Mm -hmm. um, but even if I'm already somebody doing that, I think there's an appreciation of the peers and like, sort of the accomplishments yeah. they've made and I think we've done a good job of showcasing that. To that end, I think that not only is it, I think, educational for those who are looking to get into the industry, uh, but especially something like the lasso season, not only does it provide a vantage from the POV of people who probably don't get the most interviews, but probably watch that show more than anyone, like Melissa. Uh, you know, who's watching, you know, Melissa Brown McCoy, Eddie award winning editor of Dead Lasso. Who's watching episodes of Lasso more than her, you know, well, maybe Jason, but like 
but she has a POV that even Jason doesn't because Jason's so close to it. Jason's writing and creating it. She's the one assembling the piece, the best possible pieces. People like her, people like AJ. You have people like uh, uh, the work being done by Frankie and uh, Caitlin. Uh, these are people who, yeah, as you said, they don't get, you know, the Vanity Fair interview for what their work is. But their work, without that work, shows like Ted Lasso, which are culturally huge and important, they don't exist. The other thing I think is really cool about the drop is, is it becomes a cultural document. You know, the amount of hours of behind the scenes information that season two of the drop provided, which was our Ted Lasso season, where you've got so many of the crew behind the show, the cast and the cast on the show, we have cast and crew, Emmy Award winning members coming to tell us how, how they became cast on the show, how they got hired to edit the show, what they do to edit the show, how they've directed the show. I don't know that anybody else is going to go to the links that we did to document the creation of, of the show, the making of the show, the post-production of the show. I just don't, I don't think anyone else is doing that or will do that to the extent that we did. I mean, I think there's, we have literally like 15 hours of essentially bonus material on Ted Lasso season two. You're not going to find that anywhere else. And Unless I, we release it on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you're not going to, you're not going to find something like that anywhere else. I mean, unless someone puts out like a 16 disc Blu-ray box set for Ted Lasso, uh, which would be pretty cool. Call us Apple. Yeah. We've got the bonus content. <laughs> yeah. And so to see the drop of all from you know what, I'm tired of trying to write a three-minute commercial for Previs and Cinecode or Geopost. It's evolved from that to documenting some of the most important entertainment of right now. And I think that that's, that's just the coolest to me. Well, the both of you actually, Streeter, Travis, have your own podcasts, kind of chronicling, picking apart, documenting, diving into. Uh, I'll let you phrase however you want to phrase what your podcast is about. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I mean, sort of defunct. We haven't had a new episode in over a year, but... Uh, You've been busy, I hear. Uh, yeah, I've been busy. On another podcast. Yeah, I guess I got poached for this one, huh? Oh, sorry, <laughs> oh, Morgan. <dang. laughs> um, yeah, I did, we did it for about two years. We did a podcast called Bad Reception, Making the Best of Bad TV, um, which is, yeah, it's what the label says. We watch either bad TV, you know, what is deemed bad TV or shows that were canceled, shows that um, uh, the networks hated, shows that people hated. Did you ever do a sports night episode? Oh, uh, we didn't do sports night. God, I love that show. Um, no, but, the... I, I, but I've seen sports night. So the whole, the whole gimmick of the show, if you really want me to get into my podcast. Um, well, the long of it, the long and short of it is like, yeah, sure. But like, I, I don't know if it actually prepared either of you because we went like this whole other way. I was like, Oh, Streeter and Travis have both done podcasts. That's totally helpful. Yeah, that'll work. And then it was like, well, neither of them did video. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the video aspect of it changes ev like literally everything about about editing the podcast. Because with, with audio, you can, I can cut out all of the little, like, if I'm like, um, well, uh, you know, and I can cut that out easy. It's harder to do that in this because I have to right. cover that with video. I can't just have a missing three seconds <laughs> and jump, you know? Mm -hmm. I got to cut out Travis's sneeze now. And no, I, just I, 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 muted, I muted CGI my love. I'm a professional. <laughs> I muted. I also just realized we're going to have to CGI the umbrella. That's why we kept the red one. 
It's broken. Wait, Doesn't it didn't open this morning. I don't believe morning. you. No, I did. I tried it because I knew you were going to notice it. <laughs> I was aware that host and producer of the drop and production designer, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know this, but we're on IMDb and everything. But uh, no, uh, no, the red one would not unfurl. I did my best. I wrestled it. Unfurl. It wouldn't. I hope you guys are appreciating all this behind the scenes. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is the behind the scenes. I thought that you guys, I thought that you guys would hear me uh, cursing and yelling because I like, I was like straddling and trying to rip it open. I was, I, was, I probably, I had to be quiet because I was like, oh man, I'm probably waking our neighbors up at six thirty as I'm yelling at the uh, the, the, the now defunct red umbrella. No. Yeah, well, I don't know if you know this, but we have a hell of a VFX department. Dylan Shadinsky was on two episodes. <laughs> uh, Dylan, you can fix this, right? Make it red. Thanks, dude. Wow. He did it. He did it. <laughs> no, see, no, this is conceptual. It's it's, it's blue uh, because this is kind of like an epilogue to the season. Right. Like, this oh, is, this like is, a, really like, is this like a Matrix? This sort is of a, thing, this is know, a, it was a commentary pill. on the nature of the. Yeah, it was a commentary on the nature of the episode. This is more of like an epilogue, a sum up. This is typical it's Travis. Like, <laughs> way to wrap it all up, Travis. Yeah. Well, and you never actually had to edit your podcast, did you? You got to just be talent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I was just the talent, so no one had to. Look, no one looked me in the eye. No one bared their teeth or said my name unless I spoke to them. Uh, well, I want to no, start making those demands. Don't I, look me in the eye, Lacan. I know. <laughs> no, I hosted uh, You're for two method for that. For a year, I hosted a podcast called Increment Vice, which uh, was a scene by scene, one scene per episode exploration of Paul Thomas Anderson's wildly underappreciated film Inherent Vice. And so myself and a different guest each episode would come on and just talk about that specific scene to defend the movie, to explore the movie, to f talk about why others didn't like it. And um, yeah, that ended a year ago because we ran out of scenes. Um, but uh, I got a very jarring email late in the day two days ago uh, it was just like, hey, Paul wants to talk to you. Can you clear your lunch for, uh, for tomorrow, which was yesterday? And so there will be a bonus episode on Christmas Eve with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. No way. Talking about. It's crazy. Yeah. That, and so uh, if, if I seem like a little out of it today, it's because I'm still basking in the uh, endorphin glow. Yeah. I think it's spilling over onto me. I know. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I so, love it. Do you the little shoulder Well, I'm, I'm doing this because we're trying like, to keep warm. Again, it is. Yeah. It is freezing. It's 45 I know. I'm waiting. Like we're gonna have to comp out. Like this is like the teeth chattering. I see. But, uh, right. You know, as a reminder, you know, that we we suffer for our art, bartender, and uh, we are out here at 45 degree we're weather because happen. we are also busy running a post production house. <laughs> And this is the only time yeah. we had I mean, to, uh, to to film this bad boy. But no, uh, so we yeah, Streeter. We've been out here like an hour. <laughs> Streeter and I. I'm uh, frozen. I'm an ice cube. I can't yeah. feel my toes. Because well, I mean, these are metal se metal seats. Weren't a good you know, idea. The metal chairs. That don't uh, help. Best bad bad form from our production designer, who is is me. Um, but uh, yeah, so I uh, I do I did a show on Inherent Vice, which is about the dorkiest goddamn thing you can do a show on. Streeter had his show. None of neither of us were video, right? But we have pivoted to video. Lacan, look what you did! You brought two podcasters into the future. I know, I know. Good but, job, I, dude. but I mean, I think it would be weird if if, if the drop was not a video podcast yeah. Yeah. because again, this is a post production house. 
and if I could say really quickly, that's another cool thing about DFT, which is that I was not hired to do any of this stuff. Um, but <laughs> not even the, a little. <laughs> one of the cool things about DFT is um, if someone notices that you have a proclivity or knack for something, you know, Rami and Nancy are usually pretty good about, well, here's a couple of $20,000 cameras. Do you want to like fuck around and see what you can do? And, and so just from producing the drop, you know, I've learned how to do build a video village. Uh, thanks, Jacob. Uh, I've learned how to build a video village. I've learned how to operate multiple types of cameras, the the lavalier microphones uh, that we're all yeah. wired to right the production now. Production side, um, all sorts of stuff that just you know I had no training in and no expectation that I would ever be doing or have training in. Um, I don't know why I'm doing a commercial for DFT right now, but hey, that's that's again. That's no, one, but that's I, one of I think it's it. important to also talk about the fact that we are all still doing post work yeah. and trying to run a podcast, which does feel like a full-time job. Like I know when I was working on it, it was kind of like all I was doing yeah. the whole week. I mean, that's the thing. The and whole reason why Streeter stepped in is because we had to pull you for home economics. We had to do post work to do yeah. online, and, and, and like we had to hire people in dailies to be like, uh, "Sorry, Streeter, we need you to edit." Exactly. So can you can you teach all these other people how to do what you were already doing? Yeah. Oh, also, could you build a computer real quick? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we had to schedule in our time to like do the drop. Yeah. And and obviously shout out to Jacob who actually edited one of the first episodes as well, while doing NCIS LA. Yeah. And he was like the only one that was really between the two of us who had production experience, like I mean, to be able to work the cameras. I mean, least, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. He was the one that showed us like here's the lav setup, here's right. here's the junction box they go into, here's how you test. Yeah. Uh, he was the one that taught me how to use our myriad of different cameras. And it took us a minute. Like the oh, first, first yeah. few episodes, we and had those were sound inside. issues and we had... Yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. that hilarious? The first few episodes happened literally in those two weeks where we were allowed to be indoors without and maskless. And yeah. Which is, again, yeah. if, you're, if you are wondering why... Why are they, like for a production house, do they just... <laughs> why are we do they, does the building look like shit? Like, are they, is there a re <laughs> the reason we are out here uh, sacrificing our health for your edification is cold air is good for the lungs yeah, yeah. is uh is, is because this is being recorded in the midst of an ongoing pandemic which year two year two almost year three and uh, legally we are not allowed to sit around in close proximity indoors well, so we're not on. trying to kill one another yeah, yeah we're Just trying and, to keep uh, each other safe also yeah. it, it is it is all about this and uh <laughs> Gotta see and uh, <laughs> you, we can't do this with masks. You see on. why I hide them behind the camera? Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be masked. Although these are pretty, I've heard these are pretty, pretty, pretty. I'll zoom in on them. Thank I you. you. I mean, we were trying to make the conference room a thing, right? Yeah. Like we were I trying mean, to turn that are. into like, it and it was a, a thing. I mean, yeah. It's a very expensive, very nice conference room that we have and have had to abandon for purposes we of the beautiful did, set for a little bit. For, yeah. There was a hot minute too. Like, uh, I mean, how many episodes it, right? did we get in? We had the yes. lasso it was all of season. It was all season one and like the first Pre-vis. two or three of So that was like seven, seven, eight episodes got to happen in the conference room. And we did have people come in and go like, oh, snap, this, this is, is the drop room. This yeah, is the yeah, drop, the drop room. room. And I was like, yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, bah, bah. then it was like, but then and, setting up the outside. Yeah, now we got this. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not quite the same thing if you're like, oh, this is the no, parking lot. But, but then, still, that was like its own thing. They don't know it's the oh, parking yeah, lot. The magic of movies. All weird. the lasso people that had done their episodes in the conference room, once they saw the later episodes, the pitch, they were like, well, I want to come back and be on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty, it was dope. Good job, Travis. It was a good that was really creepy though when like people would come in and they'd be like, 
I was like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And they're like, no, we've met before. And I was like, I'm, I'm usually pretty good with that. I'm so sorry. And they're like, my bad. I've just watched a lot of the drop. And I was like, oh. That's, that's what happens when you're out in the, the internets. You you're a celebrity. I mean? yeah. People no. get nice yeah. and cozy with the drop. And now you're. What do you guys think is going to happen in 2022? What do I see for the drop of 2022? Well, we're going to be at South by Southwest. And we are going to be talking about the shows that we work with at South by Southwest, of which there are more than a few. Yeah, so to your point, uh, the drop escalated pretty fast uh, in part because of South by Southwest. So um, one, uh, Ted Lasso is returning for an actual feature speaking session. Yep. The Umbrella Academy is also a featured speaking session. Yep. And in addition to that, we're going to partner with American Cinema Editors to get uh, all of the folks bringing a feature film to South by Southwest and interview the editors, directors, <clears> things <throat> of that nature. So I mean, that sounds like a lot of episodes. For a, sure. a, yeah. it's, it's a, I mean, there's a lot of cool movies. Yeah, I'm excited. So, but it's yeah, be, it's, it's going to be awesome. You guys should be excited. All of you. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of good content coming. Well, I mean, also, homie, if he's on the ground, we might need some editorial help. I mean, that's and what I'm saying. I'm just, you basically know. Basically all Travis, and the, we're just going to throw a whole lot of paper homie. edits at him, too. Sounds like Jeez. we're going to need a GeoPost set up in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> but who could provide it's us with such services? It sounds like we're going to need a dedicated machine in Austin <laughs> to upload our dailies to have someone back here cut them and then return them to us on a secure server. Couldn't Streeter just do it locally? Can't we send him with some drives? <laughs> and thus, we, the the whitelisted crew members, will be able to review about. said footage. And uh, yeah, well, we were talking about expectations for 2022. Yeah. But no, I think we're gonna, well, the plan is to do a season on Umbrella Academy. Yeah. And our work for there. And then again, like I was saying earlier, that'll show how our methods and our innovations and our services have evolved because you know we could do an Umbrella Academy previous episode that would be entirely different and feature entirely different information entirely right. different than, than the yeah. what, because what Very we different. do for Umbrella Academy it's is so much different um, than what uh, like we, we do legit for Ted have Lasso. a previs editor yeah. for Umbrella Academy and the sheer metric tonnage of work that people like Andrea has done for Umbrella Academy and yeah. the sessions that I, that I have sat in uh, for those just the, the marathon sessions are just so much different than what goes on uh, and so those and then whatever else Nancy figures out at 3 a.m. in like mid-March uh, in Austin uh, she'll probably wake up in the middle of the night and go I've got season seven like I have it it's <laughs> uh, this is what it is also really quick I like how Lacan and I are both doing our different gift moves because you're doing the you're doing the Jay-Z <laughs> You, know? you don't see me. My butt has never gotten warmer. You're I think do, it's you're doing, it's metal and it's got yeah. holes. It's you're doing so uh, you're doing nervous Jay Z with glasses on. There you go. And I'm doing the Shaq. Uh, yeah. They everybody watching in the Midwest must be like, you guys are. Wimps. I know. I'm shaming my Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah. Ohio people are like, what is wrong with you? Although yeah. I'm not like shivering or moving around, so I'm I'm good, homies. Oh, I'm man. good. Yeah. It's yeah. cold. I don't care. I'm from California. <laughs> it's, it's cold. Yeah. Hopes we don't get this often. We don't get this often. Right. And actually, at one point, it was so hot out here yes. that we were we had to do it in the morning so that yes. the guests wouldn't fry. And yeah. we literally had oh, cameras. Literally fried. had cameras melting. 
Uh, yeah. We had a we had blank the that the VFX episode. Yeah. We lost a camera. It was yeah. so hot. We lost we lost the whole angle on the VFX episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like 102. But it was, it was like seamless. We we you, we got through that. Made it work. Yeah. But the talent. That was, was the handoff, right? That was, that was, was it when, VFX uh, or was it? It was the episode before that. Oh, was it David? Yeah, with the Dutch. Yeah. That was my first episode. That's also the hardest episode that I have done. Still, really? Uh, yeah, it was. That is the hardest. Um, <laughs> oh, because we like we didn't record all three angles. Yeah, because yeah. like me and was him flipping just back and forth. Yeah, on yeah. yeah. We, we only had we had the all the whole angle on him, and then an angle on y- you that switched. To, no, no, we had only all of you. We had all you, and the angle that switched from you to him when he was talking. So if he was not talking, he was not on screen. So there was no like cutting away no like you guys kept giving me notes of like have have his reaction to that or like <laughs> go go to david when you say this and i'm like i cannot there I is cannot no go david you should have just or, went to a still of him like standing right reacting that, that's as emoting. much as i could do because there was no he was only it was only if he was talking so there's no still Im- like, there's nothing you can't be like steal a shot of him just sitting there there is none of that. <laughs> I know. That would have been actually cool if we, even if you had third, you know, 10 seconds of him just standing there, you could have just cut, kept cutting. Right, that. but there wasn't even that. There was seriously none. Oh, the um, challenge of editing it, yeah. Yeah, Zoom, 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 zoom drops are not, are not easy drops. Yeah, those are not we only had two, yeah. right? The Dutch and Christo. Christo oh yeah. no, but then Tom Howe and Tom Paul Howe and Paul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was when I was on vacation. Oh God, I was even doing this on oh, yeah, vacation. Yeah, you were shooting from your hotel Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi issues. Which was, doesn't yeah, sound like vacation. Not the greatest Bro. audio. It was still, at one point, so I was I was on vacation in Half Moon Bay, and you just hear seals honking outside my... Yeah. <laughs> authentic. Great. Very authentic. But such is our dedication to the drop that, it, like, it the was. day before Nancy left for vacation, she's like, can you pack a box with some soccer balls and, like, the lasso <laughs> blanket and maybe the belief sign? And I'm like, I was like oh, Jesus. Uh, it was like she's even doing this on vacation uh, because you'll see that if you go back and look at those episodes of Nan- uh, Set the court. Nancy in her hotel room, there are like soccer balls in the background and uh, keeping it, uh, we're keeping it professional, keeping yeah. it uh, continuity. Production well. design on the road. This is production now. We believe in continuity. The beauty of the internet and being yeah. able to produce something like this, you know, still. All right. Hopes and expectations from either of you. Um, for me, I, I think one of the things that I'm, I'm looking forward to is that when I started doing the drop, when I started editing the drop, um, I was like, it was mid-season. I was picking up for Lacan, <laughs> yeah. um, and I just, you know, copied and pasted his template, you know, what he was doing, and, and continued it on, uh, which was great, and it was awesome because I didn't have to do build it up from the ground up, right. and all the stuff that you did was great. Um, and then season three was just hot on the tail of, you know, season two, so I didn't have any breaks. So we're gonna have a little bit of downtime between two and three. Where I'm hoping that I can kind of actually. Three and four. Sorry. This is season three. Oh my God! So many seasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, we definitely three need four, a refresh. Yeah, we need a refresh. Where where I can actually put a little bit of my own stamp on it and kind of uh, build the personality towards towards my style. Um, I mean, it already has a little bit, but I. Oh, you didn't know we're giving it back to Lacan? Well, I mean, even if we do give it back to Lacan. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Well, I don't. We have no idea because that's gonna true. Be, you might be, but I mean, you're going to be buried. Like that's that's the that's real the challenge that's and the opportunity yeah. is the fact that it can go because you've been training Markley. Right. Like I mean, we all. That's the thing. Everybody's yeah. got a, a hand in it for sure. But I want yeah. the streeter touch. Yeah. And even if Lacan is coming back to it, uh, the idea that we both of us can can kind of you know keep Create vamping up the uh, yeah. uh, you know all of 
all the show and make mm-hmm. it yeah. make it better. Yeah, ultimately. Sorry, I'm tired. I'm starting to. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, like, I'm usually home and, and in bed by now. It's good, and, and the drop, I'm looking forward to it being good and better. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well said. Yeah, I, I think it's been really fun that it has been collaborative, you know, in a lot of ways. And yeah. um, we never really got down to stylizing it anyway because it was just like, oh, we need an intro. Let's just bang some clips together. Yeah. And that's been the intro ever since. But I do think that there is sort of a moment when we can sit down and kind of create a look for it and a style. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. As well as like whatever content you have planned, it always seems like it's going to be an interesting time to like explore some of these realms of not only our company but some of these shows we work on so i enjoy watching them you know i learn a lot you know so even editing them i've I've learned a lot so but yeah like that's what about like standout moments or what you've learned like travis has has had a few like that's that's the best one yet and i think you even had a few street i feel like you're pretty like no those are are all good I mean, they are all good. <laughs> They're all tied for first in my heart. Aww. <laughs> um, I mean, like a true editor. Uh, honestly, my probably my favorite one, and I, you know, maybe I'm uh, biased since I cut it, but was the one with you and Renita and Amy. Yeah. It, it was yeah. just such a good conversation, and which was interesting because I was not expecting it to be a pleasant discussion. It yeah. Was, uh, the, uh, Talking pa- about pandemics. pandemics for geniuses. Right. And I wasn't expecting that to be downloaded as much as it was, but that was like gangbusters. Yeah. It's a, it's a really, it's a really good interview with, 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 the, with them and interesting. And, you know, you guys do get into to the, you know, the darkness that was, that is the yeah. pandemic. Um, but you, because you guys are real life friends and know each other and work with each other, there's just this camaraderie that comes through that just makes it just really you know, engaging to watch. Yeah. yeah. With lots of helpful information along the way. I, I think as an editor, I, I really enjoyed the Mel and Frankie episode. Yeah. And also just the vibe. I remember telling you that it was cool to start off a show that seemingly seemed to be about men and sports with four women. And that was something. Intentional. Yeah, and intentional. Um, and it, it gave it a cool feel because it was like, you guys were able to explore stuff in the show that most people, you know, probably didn't really think about. And I think it really set off the whole season. But I think just understanding from an editor's perspective, the storytelling and like, you know, I remember them talking about that scene in the karaoke bar and like creating that. That still kind of geeked me out because like just the fact that Frankie like created the the whole score for that, like in temp. it's interesting watching it with that perspective like really you get to appreciate sort of the craft of it you know and that's kind of what i was talking about when i was talking about how especially season two becomes this cultural document yeah uh people who if you're a big like ted lasso super fan you go back and you listen to the episodes of the drop related to it you realize what a legendary episode the karaoke episode was for them because it did not initially was not to Jason's liking. Uh, mm-hmm. The location, you know, he had a very big day that day in terms of his performance, and the set needed to be, you know, he needed something that he could feed off of and work with for what was a very intentional or intense, but also silent, mostly silent performance, which is tough. And the set was just not to his liking. And I think across the entirety of, of, of that season of The Drop, 
people would all keep mentioning the karaoke episode. Declan, who directed it, even he was just like, oh boy, Jason wasn't happy. <laughs> um, and Jason, I think, is one of the nicest people I've yeah. met. So if he's not happy, like something must have been like yeah. abjectly wrong. For that, him like, to be I, I do want to double down on that because literally at some point, anytime talking about that karaoke scene, people are like, Jason was Jason not Jason was not, like, but which is like, a memorable thing. But he's like literally fed, the nicest it, human. You know I mean? He is yeah. the nicest so person. Like, and we have that good fortune of having worked with him because he's so in every detail yeah. of Lasso from the previs to the animation that was in 201 to the online color and it like all he's in every detail and he is the nicest human being ever that any of like so to to have heard that and also knowing like what he had to do in that episode i think it was declan that said or maybe it was paul yeah. that like he had to have the panic attack and that had to come through and so if anything hopefully that added to I think what that, he had it to do it was like you know like, in a weird way he fed off of how frustrated he was with the location yeah. but I, stuff like that or how uh, how legendary episode nine loomed in the season for both anyone that was involved in its making and in the drop like you would constantly hear people like you would hear Nancy or you would see Nancy grin and be like, so episode nine and you just see color drain from faces. <laughs> and um, then say it was like for season. Yeah. The beard episode. That's the beard episode. Is, is episode yeah. nine. So beard and the karaoke both yeah. like, but that's the cool thing about the drop is, you know, you're getting information about stuff that you're not going to get elsewhere because these people aren't, going to be talking elsewhere there's not going to be mm -hmm. big long form interviews with a lot of these folks and i think yeah. that that's why i think most of my favorite episodes just as a fan of ted lasso a lot of my favorite episodes are in the lasso season i think vfx the vfx episode is strong i think the previous episode is really illuminating i think that in a weird way is kind of boozy and as boozy as it is the the lasso rap party episode where we have um, editors, we have Declan who directed um, multiple episodes, including episode the episode with he gets the, the premiere of season three, yeah. I think. And honestly, based on just how much great stuff there is out of Lasso, I think we're probably going to have to do another Lasso season, um, and we might start chronicling a little bit earlier to even like feed that into yeah. later episodes. Whoop, set up a confessional cam <laughs> when I'm like, like the real world. Oh my God, the previs on this one's killing me. But uh, yeah, I, I do have a lot of favorite episodes just because, you know, I don't think anyone besides Nancy watches them as much as, as, as maybe, well, maybe Streeter. Uh, but like, I feel like most of uh, like a chunk of my week at work is just watching the drop over and over again, looking for this, looking for that. And, um, so I have a lot of favorites, but I do think that the Pandemics for Dummies episode or Pandemics for Geniuses. Pandemics for Geniuses. <laughs> pandemics for Remember, it's a 6 a.m. call time, guys. Uh, so Pandemics for Geniuses. I think that was a really great episode because it was so different right off the bat. It was like a thematic reboot, if we want to get pretentious yeah. about yeah. it. It was a little bit more intimate. And it was, again, kind of getting to the heart of what the drop does, which is it's an educational and entertaining way look at the, the nuts and bolts of, well, here's how you run a post-production house yeah. when there is a global viral pandemic shutting, nearly shutting down the entirety of your industry. How do you, A, 
stay alive? How do you keep your people alive? How do you keep your people employed? Um, which is was kind of a existential threat that was, you know, pointing its barrel right at the entirety of our industry and our company. And so I think that that episode is it's a really important one. I uh, I think it's easier to almost kind of shake off those first couple of months of the pandemic and how no one knew anything and no one quite knew what was going to happen next, especially to our industry, uh, let alone the world. And I think that's a that episode was a really concise view into how people like Nancy and Renita and people like Amy kind of held the line and basically kept us getting paychecks kept us and getting clients. And yeah, I think that's a I think it's a really important episode. Well, one thing that we haven't really talked about, to be honest with you, is the reason why the whole thing worked was because of Nancy. I mean, a lot of times, like, I would be sitting there watching this episode and be like, how did you get this out of these people? Like, like, there's a certain sort of, like, moment where you're able to get people to kind of, like, put their guard down and not feel like they're on camera mm -hmm. and get stuff out of them. And I don't think that really changed no matter who the guest was. It was almost like I felt like, did you know these people beforehand? Because somehow, like, they were, you were talking to them like they were like old friends or something, you know? And Nancy can work a room, right? Or a drop tent, or a conference. Room. Which makes it easier for someone editing because yeah. it's like there's good stuff, and you're just like, how do I work around to make sure all this good stuff gets into an episode? Yeah. yeah. And it keep, it stays engaging because you're just having a good good conversation with people, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's important for the life of this show is that having that sort of banter that's like really interesting right know? it is kind of weird like sitting right next to her while we're talking about I this. know but like yeah Nancy is a great host yeah um, she never lets the conversation die she never lets the conversation veer too far off even when guests sort of you know steer the conversation away Nancy knows how to like but what about how it ties right. into this you know and, and that, that there's really never any dead time or any like uninteresting things like really she keeps things on on yeah. topic and she's staring right at me <laughs> It's so the meta of it is yeah. just weird, right? It like, is weird, you know, but because yeah. yeah, we've seen her work the the the, the guests right. so well, but I think that's an important aspect that has made it, you know, like someone's in your living room. You know what I mean? They know you. You know what I mean? Because because you're able to sort of bring that to people. So, looking yeah. forward to more of that. I mean, I think that to to Travis's point about like um, earlier with the like. I do. I can. I mean, I think you guys all know that. Like, I will consume media to the point of like, what? How much shit is in her head? Because I want to know, and I'm trying to connect dots all the time, and like, make sure that like, I don't ever want to walk into something and just be a blatant ignorant fool about why I've had you at this table. Like, I'd like to come in with knowledge, but I'd still like to be surprised. So I want to have read, watched, understood as much as I could about what got you to this place, but then dig in and ask the questions that I couldn't find the answers to on my own. Because if it's out there somewhere else, why am I going to, like, that was another thing that bothered me. And I think part of why the Paul Cripp stuff and Tom Howe and like uh, Chris Dale, like they had gone through, you know, Paul and Tom especially were nominated for Emmys and so they were getting run through the paces and everyone kept asking the same questions and nobody had come at it from like a post yeah. side of things and so they were like oh god like I hadn't even got to think about that or talk about that 
And then same thing with Declan, like hearing the, the hardships of Rebecca's office, like I wanted to do enough research to literally just have a conversation with you. That's what made this so important to me, at least. And like, it's hard to say that I have any kind of a favorite because it just the goal and the hope and the experience of having gotten out so many different stories from people who normally don't get a chance to contribute in that way and share the background on what it is they help bring to life. Um, this whole thing has been a hell of an experience and a really, really nice journey, I think, for DFT, for me, for the people that we've got to bring forward. Because um, awards are nice and everything that happens once a year. And again, it's ad sales. And um, I just don't think a lot of people know how much goes into dailies. I don't think a lot of people know how much goes into re-recording mixers jobs. I don't think a lot of people really understand even like, hey, did you notice that the, the umbrella is blue instead of red? But like, but that's someone in the karaoke, like nobody knew that somebody would have been unhappy with that karaoke room. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much, so much good, juicy detail that shows why all of these jobs are necessary and to finish on this like that's I think all the more proud of a moment that we did it during the IATSE conversations because all of those people were impacted all of those people are necessary and all of those people deserve living wage rest and a lot more applause than they get. So if anything, I hope that's added to that conversation. Uh, but gentlemen, what do you think? Is this the end of 2021 drops? <laughs> Sounds so sad. I mean, I, I'm tired. End. I don't know about y'all, but like 21 episodes later, I, I, <laughs> I'm excited. For I can't <laughs> believe it's been 21 when episodes. I, when right? I could, yeah, in, year, yeah. in 2021. In 2020. Well, that's why we're going to do 22 episodes next season. Sorry. There you go. Yeah, when I like when I finished my own show, like I was I was so happy, like I was so tired, and I was so happy to like not, <laughs> not have to talk for a while. So I can only imagine Nancy's about ready to go into some kind of uh, very pleasant coma. All right, guys, is that it? Twenty-one episodes in twenty twenty-one. I think that's, that's it. That sounds Impressive. about right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next year, next season, on the drop.